Hello and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence. Welcome back to the podcast. If you are a regular listener, if you've listened before, if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. And today I want to introduce the topic because this is a topic that I hear a lot. And I think it's one of the core complaints that people have. And that is fatigue, low energy, feeling drained, because essentially we're here to be energized in our lives and to show up to our lives. And if we don't have that energy, then it's going to be hard to do that. And that will affect every aspect of our life, not just our careers, but obviously our health, how we feel in our bodies, and that affects how we show up. And that includes in our relationships and our productivity and literally everything. So this is really important because for me, I always look at a foundational piece of like the physical body, like what are you eating? What's your lifestyle like? What might be some nutrient deficiencies or what's going on in terms of like inflammation, blood sugar, so many things. So I always, when I work with someone, I always focus on like, okay, what are the foundations? Because we need to have those in place. But then today I want to kind of get into, I will address the foundations, but then there are other things that I don't think a lot of people talk about or even think about when it comes to energy. And these are things that are more sneaky under the surface, things that we don't really look at or even a lot of the time even have time to even sit with, but I really want you to sit with these. If you do feel like your energy is drained, you have low energy, you just don't feel like lit up by your life or in your life. You feel like your energy is kind of leaking all over the place. Like it's this like leaky bucket. Then this is what I really want you to, I really want you to sit with these questions and these reflections that I'm going to bring to you today. And so these are six questions that may help you to start to shift your energy by getting to the underlying issues and not just like reaching for caffeine or like an energy drink, because that's really not what I want for you. I want you to really get to like what is going on here and not just like a quick fix. So. The first one that I want to talk about, and this is where we talk about what I really mean here is like mental, emotional, energetic, physical fatigue and energy drain. So this is why this podcast episode is going to be um, very holistic. And obviously, if you followed me for any amount of time, you know that that is my jam. So The first question is, what loops are you keeping open? So this refers to like, what are the questions that are unanswered or that you're avoiding? What are the decisions that you are avoiding making? A lot of the time we, and I've noticed this recently, there were certain things that were on the back of my mind and I kept pushing away or I kept pushing for later, putting away for later. And it honestly was the biggest mental 
an emotional drain because I knew that I had to make these decisions and they were like open, unanswered. So this is where saying yes or saying no and just making a decision or like, okay, you know what? I'm going to come back to this in like one month, two months, six months, next year, whatever. But I need to close this loop now because this is such a huge mental drain. And this is something that I was noticing that I was doing. Because you may think that by avoiding a decision, you get to have a break. But actually that tab is open in your mind. And your brain knows that that question hasn't been answered. And this is where it might come up. Like, for instance, we're pushing through our day, we're working, we don't think about it. And then at night we lie in bed and it's like haunting us, right? So clean up the open loops that you've been avoiding and make a decision. Just decide. Is it a yes? Is it a no? What is the action that I can take? Or is it a, this is for later and I'm closing the tab for now. It will seriously feel like a weight off of your shoulders. So I'd love for you to even take a few moments to journal, whether it's now or later, and just journal on any open loops and make a decision. So put it in the yes category, the no category, and what action you're going to take. Or maybe it's something for later, putting it off for later. But you really want to be honest with yourself. Like maybe this is something that you don't have the capacity for right now, or it's not really clear right now. And this is something that you want to revisit in the future versus you're just putting it off for later because you're just like, uh, that means I would have to take this action that feels uncomfortable. Like be really honest with yourself about um, how you feel about that thing. Even if it's an uncomfortable action, which it often will be, but I promise you when you actually make a decision and you decide, it's just feels so much lighter. So that is the first one about the open loops. So you can close those loops and get on with your life. Number two is what boundaries are you letting others cross? Where are you saying yes when you want to say no? Huge energy drain. Where are you saying no when you want to say yes? Huge energy drain. When I talk about boundaries, boundaries are meant to protect our energy. So when we don't uphold our boundaries, this is where we start to give more than we have the capacity for. And this is where we can see resentment starts to brew, where we can tire ourselves out. Because not only are we giving from a place of depletion, but we're also working against ourselves. And that shit is felt in the body. Your body will communicate to you when you aren't living in alignment. And this is why... Um, human design is just so powerful and I love it so much because it really shows you how to make decisions from a body-based approach. And for me, I'm sacral authority. So it's a gut decision for me. And I know when it's a no or yes, and it feels so much more, I feel like I'm generating energy when it's a true yes for me versus when it's like, this is a no for me. It's just like a contractive energy. And if I go towards that and say yes to that no, then you can imagine that that energy is felt within. And so this is where we really want to be honest with ourselves and start to look at, well, where does my energy start to contract? Is it when I say yes to maybe an invitation 
and I'm wondering why like I'm really feeling like heavy around it or um, even boundaries with like social media the news tv all of these things we want to like start to pay attention to like how does my energy feel when I do these things when I accept these things when I say yes or no to certain things like this is where we can start to pay more attention and understand like oh I might be crossing a boundary here or I might not be honoring my own boundaries etc so this is not just with people where are you overstepping your own boundaries so as I mentioned things like TV, social media, but even work. This is something I always have to pay attention to because it's easy for me to just keep working and kind of like have open-ended projects and not have a set time off because I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home. But we really want to look at these things. So social media, TV, work, social events, etc. Because you need to have your own boundaries with yourself as well. Otherwise, you can just keep going and going and going and not honoring where you need to set a boundary. So I would love for you to take a few moments to do an audit for yourself to see where you might be leaking energy. And as I mentioned, start to pay attention to how your body feels when you make decisions. And this can really help you to make more intuitive decisions that are right for you and that are aligned for you because your body will not lie. So number two is what boundaries are you letting others cross or even where might you be crossing your own boundaries? Number three, what needs of yours are not being met? So knowing your needs is one thing, but meeting them is another. It's pretty easy to think that, oh, others are supposed to know what we need or wait for them to give it to us or wait for something else to come meet our needs. Whether it's recognition, validation, approval, love, connection, whatever it is, I think we can all at one point get caught up in like waiting for another person to give us what we need. And that's very often in romantic relationships. But it really starts with us because first of all, the other person can't really know that (laughs) and we therefore need to figure out what those needs are and then we can communicate that so yes we can have other people um, help us to meet our needs as well but it really starts with us because for instance if a need is love but you don't love yourself then that's where we need to really start with the foundations of how can I start to give that love to myself instead of me needing to be loved by someone else and that creates basically codependency right so this is why knowing what your core needs are and how to meet them is something that I address with every client inside of my one-on-one program because so often we may not be clear as to what our needs are ourselves and then we wonder why we're so irritable or resentful or reactive or drained at the end of the day so how can you start to discover what your needs are notice what your complaints are Complaints are often disguising unmet needs. So how can you start to, first of all, discover what these needs may be and start to meet these needs by yourself for yourself? So for example, the love piece I mentioned or to be accepted for who you are, 
where are you not accepting yourself? I mean, there's so many different needs that can come up, but we really want to come back to where might you not be giving that to yourself? And where can you start to meet this need by yourself? So that you can start to have that need met, even if other people aren't around. Because even if it comes down to things like the need, for instance, we could also even tie in values here where like freedom or connection, all of so many different, there could be so many different needs and values. And I just grabbed a list to make this easier. So things like comfort, acceptance, community, um, emotional development, family, exercise, health, intimacy, joy. There are so many. I could go on and on and on. But for instance, comfort. Okay. Where can you meet that need in a healthy way? Or in a healthier way than you have been meeting it. Because a lot of the time we can look for like comfort food or maybe alcohol or things like that. But how can we start to meet this need in a healthier way that is actually benefiting us? So maybe it's like, I'm going to run a hot bath for myself tonight. Or I'm going to sit in meditation and kind of like just connect with myself and see what's going on. There's so many ways that you can start to meet these needs by yourself. and notice. Where might you be waiting for others to meet those needs when you need to first meet it for yourself? And of course, there are circumstances where it's like, yes, we want to have human connection with others and all that kind of thing. But we want to come back to, again, foundationally, how can we meet that need ourselves first and foremost? Because otherwise, we're also always going to be depending on other people. And that's where we can become uh, resentful and not being able to really address what is at the core of this, where it always starts with ourselves. Like I mentioned, love always starts with self-love. Connection always starts with self-connection. We always need to start there. So for me, for instance... Freedom and adventure are big needs and values for me. And I've noticed that I, in the past, even expected my partner to meet that or to have the same needs and even like wait for him to suggest we do something because that's something that um, really brings me a sense of adventure and freedom. It's like exploring and traveling. But I also had to recognize like where I had to kind of like reflect and suggest like what I want to do or even just go out by myself and do it and not just wait for someone else to first of all guess that that's what I needed and to suggest what to do and to sort of like lead the way and so that's where I started to kind of reflect more and look at well how can I lead myself here and how can I like it's almost like being your own parent like your inner child may have a need and you are the parent now that needs to like honor that and take care of them and give that to them. So this is where we can start to look at, well, how do you currently meet the needs that you have? How could you meet them in a healthier way? 
Where might you be expecting others to meet your needs? Where are you not meeting that need with yourself first? So these are some really important questions to ask. And you might want to pause and even journal about this. I'd highly recommend doing that and really starting to get in touch with like, what are the needs that I have and how can I start to meet those myself? Okay, that was a loaded one, but the next one is coming back to the foundations. So what foundational habits are you overlooking? So these might include things like rest, whole food nutrition, hydration, regular meals, connection, fun and play. These are all foundational pieces to our well-being. And it's easy to think that these don't matter and to look for things like superfoods or supplements that are going to fix your energy instead. But that's the thing. If the foundations aren't in place, it won't matter what you supplement because the foundation is rocky and we can't, can't out-supplement a rocky foundation. And so this is why I always start with a strategy plan, my Mind, Body, Harmony Blueprint which focuses on nutritional support, lifestyle, mindset, um, and a bunch of other things to really look at holistically. Mind, body, soul, are we nurturing you as a holistic human being? And are the foundations in place? And so this is where I always address the foundations. And then we also support you with things like supplements. But those are to supplement. Those are not to replace. So this one is almost straightforward, but also not because it can get quite complex. And obviously this becomes personalized and everything, but I think that we can all sort of reflect and understand like where we might not be meeting those foundations and where we might need to improve because we know what rest and good sleep feels like. We know overall what a healthy diet would look like, like real food. We know that if we're drinking water or not, if we're having regular meals or if we're skipping them, if we're making time for connection with others and with ourselves, if we are making time for fun and play, like all of those things, we can start to be honest with ourselves. And we know most of the time what we need to do. But then, of course, it can get a little bit more complex and personalized. And sometimes we even avoid doing the things that we know we need to do. And so this is where I come in and I help my clients like get clear on what are the things that are going to move the needle? What are the things that might be missing? And why aren't you taking action? And so if that's something that you need support with, always happy to chat more. You can book a connection call with me. I'll put that in the show notes if uh, you are looking for one-on-one -on -one support. But that is the foundational piece of the habits, like your daily habits, how you're living, how you're treating your body, health, all of that. Number five is what are you holding on to that isn't serving you? So this can go hand in hand with boundaries, but this is where we can have like a huge energy suck of things in our environment that we might be holding on to because we think we have to or we think that, oh, it's been this long, so I guess I can't let go of this person or this thing. And so this is where we hold on to things out of fear because 
so often, and I've witnessed it myself, but also with many clients, I see people hold on to things that they know aren't serving them and that are honestly the biggest energy suck and the biggest energy drain, but they just stay with it. And they think that they have to keep it, but it's really because fear is in the way of if I let go of this, what would that mean about me or for me? And what happens next? Like a lot of the time we think that, well, that means that I will be alone or that I'll never have another job again or whatever. But this is the thing. You have to move first. And so obviously this is going to be personal and there's context to each situation. But when you keep holding on to something that is no longer for you or that is not serving your highest good or that's really something that is sort of sabotaging your growth or it's not like in alignment with who you authentically are and it's you're keeping it out of low self-worth and fear, then the universe will mirror that. And you can say that you want something else, but you're not actually moving as the version who knows that she can have something different. And so this is where often we need to make the first move. And this also comes down to the quote of the universe abhors a vacuum, which means if you let go of something, when there's empty space, the universe fills it. It's kind of like when you clean out a closet, right? If your closet is so full and there's like, you can't even fit a t-shirt in there, it's just exploding. Then there's no room to bring in any new clothes. Even if you say like, I want a new wardrobe, I want like to update this, but you don't get rid of anything that you had before that you don't wear anymore. That just doesn't, it's just not your style anymore. Then we don't have room to put in new things. And so that's the same thing here too. And so never in the history of history do we not have something else that comes in because change is constant. We won't just be in this like a void forever. And sometimes there is a period of nothing's happening, nothing's coming in. But this is where we need to build the trust and patience and to continue to move in alignment with what we say we want and who we want to be. And so this is why it's really important to look at the things in your environment. And these could be as little as objects, but then also jobs, people, even thoughts that are not serving you, but that you keep grabbing onto and holding onto because it's familiar. So this can be a little trickier because for humans, letting go is probably, surrender and letting go are probably the hardest <laughs> things to do. And essentially they're like not really doing things, but um, it's really more of an energy, but this is where we do sometimes need to take action and set a boundary or leave a thing or finish something, complete something, move, like whatever it is. And this is obviously going to be really personal to you and context is going to be important. But this is just something to take in mind and notice because the more that you hold on to something that is not meant for you anymore, the heavier it will get. And oftentimes, the more challenging it becomes because Life is trying to show you that this is not meant for you. And so this is where like 
the universe can send a pebble across your path. And it's like, okay, you're not paying attention. We're going to send a rock. And then we're going to send a boulder until we finally do the thing that we've been avoiding. So that is the fifth one. What are you holding on to that isn't serving you anymore? And again, this doesn't mean that you have to like leave everything right now and start a whole new life. Like, no, this is where you really first want to like start to reflect and be honest with yourself and then look at, well, what, what are some things that I can do now? Or maybe it's even awareness is the first step for you. Like, this is something that I'm not really serving me, but I'm not ready to let it go yet. That is also fine. And you have your own timeline. Like, there's no right or wrong here. And so this is something that's going to be highly intuitive and personal to you. And then number six is what thoughts do you keep entertaining? So this is something that I was reflecting on when I heard from another podcast um, in the summer particularly about like saying things like I'm always tired or I'm exhausted I'm a hot mess like a lot of these generalizing terms and identity phrases and noticing often that I use things like this when it wasn't even true it's funny because the more that we say these sorts of things the more that they become like a habit and then sometimes you may notice that like you say things like this, but it's not actually true. Like, actually, I'm not exhausted right now or like nothing is actually wrong right now. My brain just keeps going to that. And so this is where you want to start to be conscious of your thoughts. And this is something I do with my clients doing a audit of their thoughts throughout the day and noticing what are the repetitive thoughts that keep looping. Because oftentimes they will be subconscious and they won't be in your awareness. But now that you're going to do this exercise, you will become aware. And that's where you can start to shift them. Because words have energy. They have meaning, which means that they hold a certain vibration. And so this is where you may notice like some words are like, oh, I don't like that word. Or that, that word feels weird. Or that feel, word feels heavy. Oh, that word feels light. That feels lighter. And so even when you work with like different words and you look at their synonyms, oftentimes we can swap words for words that feel lighter. So for instance, I was talking about this with my partner where we're talking about like rules and, and, you know, being strict with yourself and everything and even routines that can really feel strict. And we kind of landed on the word self-agreement that really felt a lot better than like, okay, I'm going to stick to these rules are like these routines, which can also feel restrictive sometimes, but a self-agreement was um, something that we both really resonated with and that felt good um, and that didn't feel like heavy, I guess. And so this is where we can, you can even look at words that we are using and look at, well, what are like synonyms to that? What other words could I use? And so noticing what are the words that you repetitively use and how do those make you feel in your body and even things like I'm exhausted I'm always tired I'm a hot mess I'm dumb I can't do anything right whatever it is we all have these certain phrases that we say over and over again is that actually how you want to feel or who you want to be probably not okay if not don't keep repeating it because yes it's it's totally normal for you to sometimes be exhausted or tired or whatever, but when we use the I am, that creates an identity. 
And so this is where we get to tune in like, well, how, how am I actually feeling right now? But that's not who I am. So I don't want to repeat this phrase over and over and over again, because then it creates an identity. And as I mentioned, words have power to make us feel a certain way. They also, when repeated, become embedded into our subconscious where we hold our beliefs and our identity. So if you repeat it enough, your mind is going to start to understand that it's actually who you are because you think or say it all the damn time. So obviously this first takes effort to notice and then also start to choose differently. And so even if you just start by noticing, that is a huge step because as I mentioned, it's coming to the surface and it's no longer unconscious. It's coming to your conscious awareness. And so at the beginning, it's going to be like going to the gym the first few times. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable and it's going to feel like more of an effort. But then soon enough, you will be repeating something new and choosing different thoughts that are going to become the new normal. So what thoughts might not be serving you? What thoughts may be generalizations? And what new thoughts can you think instead? And it doesn't have to be like the complete opposite. Like, for instance, I'm tired all the time. And you change it to, I am so upbeat. I am just so energized and bouncing off the walls. If that just feels like way too much of a stress stretch, then start to choose something that feels more doable. Like I'm starting to shift my energy. I am believing that I can feel energized. I am moving towards a more energized me. Like I'm just making this up. It could be really anything, but starting to just shift what you're saying and your thoughts towards the direction that you want to go in is going to help you to reprogram new neural circuits in your brain. And as you continue to do this, that will become the new normal. And if it helps, you can even write this on a post-it or a journal or like on a sticky note or whatever, so that you see it somewhere that you look like often, maybe on the mirror or on your computer or on your desk or whatever, so that you remember too, because it's easy to like do this like once and then forget about it. So I want you to continue to do this like on a daily basis because that's where we start to reprogram the subconscious mind. So those are the six questions. If you're feeling drained, highly recommend if you haven't been able to take some time to journal around these, even going back and pausing between each question and taking the time to reflect on these questions so that you can really start to integrate what we talked about here because yes it's great to have this information but if you don't do anything with it then it's not going to be that helpful right and for me it's really about the integration piece because there's so much information online that if you don't do anything with it then it's like it's not going to change your life and these questions it might sound like okay this is a free podcast and these are could be basic questions but this honestly could change your life, literally, if you actually do something with it. And so that's why um, that's why I put stuff out there. It's like, I want people to change their lives and I want transformation for others. And I want my content to actually provide value that is going to make a difference. So I'm going to leave it at there. 
And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. As I mentioned, if you are looking for more one-on-one support, I'm opening up spots in November to start um, one-on-one coaching again. So holistic coaching and mentoring for women. So if you're interested at all, I would love to chat with you and even potentially hop on a call just to chat more about your goals, what's coming up for you, what your concerns are, your struggles, so that we can see if I would be the right person to support you. And we can go from there. Otherwise, my one-on-one courses I can put in the show notes for you to go deeper at your own time. And yeah, everything else will be in the show notes. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope that you use this and feel free to always share um, any aha moments or anything that really stood out for you. Or if you do apply these things, I would love to hear like how that goes for you. So thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you next time on the podcast.